Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The sound of that can only mean one thing. Many happy returns here on the AfterBuzz TV podcast for The Prisoner. We have I Am Steph Z. That's, We're happy to return. That's her Twitter handle, by the that way. That is. Tweet me. I want to talk to you people out there. And we have Meredith Placco. At M. Placco. Though that's, that's changing soon. Is it? It is. How are you changing your Twitter? I, I've i decided nobody knows how to spell my last name, so I'm going to... I have I can't say what it is because I have to actually buy the handle from someone, but I will have a new handle. You're like number two becoming number 46. I am. Or like some, I know. Some, uh, change yeah. of identity Follow here. me at M. Placco and talk to me about things and stuff. There you go. Things if you, and if stuff. If you follow now, then you won't have to re-follow it's later. True. You'll just You'll just know. Oh, you get to keep all your followers? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you you don't start a new... Anyway, yeah. that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> uh, we are here talking The Prisoner, and we've been we've been hyping this up for a little bit, but the 601 Society um, is having a meetup, and that's April 17th. That's coming up real fast. It snuck up. Did you did you book our private chat for this yet, Phil? <sighs> it snuck up too fast. We're just going to eject over the island. Promises, promises, no. promises. I'm I'm better spontaneous. We're gonna parachute in like 007. Um, That's right. I'm down. Um, so this episode, we'll try to keep it as spoiler free as we can in terms of the other episodes, but um, no guarantees. No guarantees. We'll try as best we can. Um, so of course, we're talking many happy returns and everyone's hopefully favorite segment. A quick overview of the episode. Uh, it is the thirteenth episode in production that was filmed. It is unfortunately generally thought to be the weakest script. Um, it was written by Anthony Skeen, um, and one of the reasons that it came about, da- uh, David Tomlin, he wanted one episode where there was no dialogue for at least the entire first act, and obviously they accomplished that yeah. goal. Um, why do we know why he wanted that? People, people like that? to do it as an exercise. Oh, yeah. He wanted to be go very to the ambitious. Gym. <laughs> Have people talk. There you go. Uh, we're already getting hints of Steph C's uh, opinions mm-hmm. right there. This was actually supposed to be the season finale, which would open up the village into the larger world. Mm-hmm. Um, at least mm-hmm. that's how Mark Stein wanted George Mark Stein wanted it to be. Um, and he went on record to say that he is actually proud of this episode, despite many people thinking it is the weakest episode. Um, and McGowan had to step in because another director got sick, so he directed the episode. Um, and this is the only episode where number two's face is not revealed in the opening, and that's the overview. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a... Uh... When I when I was watching it, my boyfriend is in the room. He's like, what are you watching? There's no dialogue. And I'm like, oh, it's The Prisoner. He's like, is it a silent episode? I'm like, for a bit, yeah. He for was, a large bit. Yeah, he was really, he he thought it was very uh, ambitious for the time frame. That's mm. a nice way of putting it. So, I mean, overall reactions to it, what, you know. I, you know, honestly, I, I know it's 
viewed as one of the weaker episodes. I loved it. I actually, I, I liked the lack of dialogue. I thought there was uh, a lot going on and a lot that was being said without having to have dialogue. It would have been interesting if they had been able to continue that. I don't necessarily know if it played into the overall, like, aesthetic of the episode. Um, You know, I feel like so much of what the first 26 minutes were could have been condensed down to five and we could have gotten some more time with with uh, number six in his various places, uh, but the reveal of number two at the end was probably my favorite. Yeah, it was. It, it 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 makes everything by going so slow in the beginning. It just makes everything at the end so much more impactful. And mm-hmm. and, and every line you're left examining, like, wait, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> what is? Yeah, and for you, Steph. Um, I did. I was a little bit. It felt almost like I was watching a different show in the beginning. I was like, what is happening? But it made sense in the same, so to speak. And you know me, like, I'm the adrenaline junkie. I'm like, well, what's happening? What's he thinking? What's going on? But you, like, like Meredith said, you could tell there was so much communicated to us in unspokenly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that it's a word. But you know what I mean? It, it was very, um, it was kind of powerful, but a little dull. Mm. That's what that was my like. It was it was a little. Um, well, what do you maybe not dull? Maybe it was that a little bit of confusion because you there was no direction. There was so much happening, and you had to trust your own path of what you thought was happening. So, let's so that, there. that for what, me, I think, was yeah. a little. What bit did more. you th- What did you think? What What are you left? I mean, for me, if I had to say anything about it, it's that uh, that the village is exactly identical to the global village. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the message of this yeah. episode. And for beyond that, I, I'm not quite sure. No, I, I, that was kind of the message that I got as well. I also, there was times that it was just very, for me, it's, it was like, it was a little bit of not believable in a sense. I know I might get like crucified out there, but it was, so you wake up and there's no one in the village. There's no noise. There's nothing happening. So you think you can escape, but yet you're going to do all, like it took them a long time to escape. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that was, that it was like, what is happening? But you did get to see some of his spy skills. Well, let's start with there, right? So, uh, there's a couple pictures we have and Jonathan, if you pull up the one where with the shower, right? Because, Right off the bat, in terms of the village being abandoned, as much as the prisoner hates the village, he's dependent on it because now he's, like, anger at, angry at the shower for yeah. not being on. So he well, needs the I, village. I mean, yeah, he, he, I would be angry, too, because he's probably just thinking, oh, what, what are they up to now? What ploy to screw with me are they, you know? I mean, that's, that's kind of how I viewed the whole first, you know, ten minutes or so while he was still in the village was, like, him... Uh, to me, it was unbelievable in the fact that I'm like, why aren't you immediately doubting everything? Yeah, like he was just going on and it was like, nobody's in the village. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to build a boat. I'm going to check this out. And then I'm going to go. <laughs> it was like, dude, yeah. he, you know, like it was almost like he knew he was going to have this extended time period to make a getaway, which to me was a little bit unbelievable. And this is just my biggest complaint about about number six in general. For a spy, he's not very skeptical. He really should question a lot more of the things that happen. Yeah, and, and not to jump, and I just yeah. will jump, and then I'll jump right back. Mm-hmm. But the, to me, I saw in this episode, it was the biggest reveal of spymanship when he was on the boat yes. and made pretend he was dead and then got on the back of it. Like, for me, that was like, okay. Finally. We've got a spy here. Because mm-hmm. the, the beginning was like, 
What are you doing? Wake up! That's it's like Castaway. It's Tom Aww. Hanks and Castaway. Yeah. And the camera's as Wilson. I fell asleep during that movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so did I. I probably did. I'm a sleeper. There's the <laughs> Z-meter. How long I get through the movie. My own Z-meter. <laughs> I like that. Very good. Um, New show on Popcorn Network. <laughs> well, one of the... So, speaking of the, the sea, he was at sea for 25 days mm-hmm. um, with his little raft. And it was it was quite the raft. Certainly much better than... In, in, Speaking of which, the the parallels to Chimes of Big Ben can't be ignored, and so maybe yeah. part of the reason why uh, there's such a, for lack of a better term, hatred or like dislike, is that it's so similar to Chimes of Big Ben, and mm-hmm. Chimes of Big Ben for me is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, I mean, I, I can't. I'm like, I yes, I agree. I can't expound on that. No, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of parallels to Chimes of Big Ben, but. I, I don't, I guess, I guess when you think about it that this was meant to be the last episode, you know, and you don't think about it in terms of the longer series, it makes a lot more sense, though. Would it leave you, I mean, would it leave you happy as a season finale? No. No. I would have been pissed. (laughs) I would have been like, really? Mm -hmm. Really? This is what you're giving me? Well, especially if it ended the way it did with, like, because it's like, oh, it's just just back to normal. Like, if they left it completely open-ended without us knowing, I'd I probably would have liked that a bit more. I mean, the, the, the goal was, obviously, if this was a season finale, yeah. they would have a second season. That's true. So your anger would, you know. Yeah. But we would have been waiting for 45 years because they didn't. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I mean, it is. It's 45 in this case. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, one of the things, you know, uh, I don't know if this would have made it more interesting. They, they actually cut down a lot for time reasons. And, you know, when he's going through England and he's discovering all those things, there was a whole big, like, police chase, which, again, it was supposed to symbolize Rover in the village and kind mm-hmm. of, again, him just running constantly no matter where he is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk a little about, we skipped over the whole boat situation. All right, let's and go back getting, to the boat. And then, you know... People trying to first of all, there, I loved the actual old film camera that he was using, and he was mm-hmm. trying to keep the film safe in the Ziploc bags. That was kind of awesome to see. Yeah. Um, but that, like, I was talking about that spy moment where he gets attacked, so to speak, mm-hmm. by the bigger ship. Clearly, they were guys transporting guns, weapons. There was all this stuff going pirates. on. Pirates. Pirates. You can call them I, pirates. I was going to say pirates. I was trying to stay away from the pirate word, but we'll go there, pirates. What's wrong with pirates? Yeah. Nah, because they weren't your typical pirates. But that's what that's what pirates in the 60s were. They were gun yeah. runners. We could call them smugglers. Smugglers, gun yeah. bad guys. They were okay. the bad guys. And he outsmarted them, and then he got on the boat, and he tied them up, which, again, it was a little bit weak in the tie-up situation. Mm-hmm. He kind of knew they were going to get out. Um, and then he got away. And I, I just thought that I do like those fight scenes. I do like the choreography in that. I like how he wins but doesn't always win. Like, it kind of comes back around. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was just... And being at sea that long, again, screwed with the time frame of the first time where he got on the boat. And they said it was only, like, three miles away or whatever it was. So it was. there's a lot going yeah. on in that for me. And then we get to... London. Well, real fast, even even just about that, kind of ties more to the later mm-hmm. stuff. But obviously, this is when it happens. He, you know, he he stays up for twenty hours sleeping for only four. That is like just in terms of discipline, it's tremendous. That is. I don't think I could do that. Why don't you try? Yeah, you get more done. <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I could pull that off. No, 
That's, I mean, that, that takes such a weird level of discipline. You can give it a shot. You'll get, you'll think about how much more shows. I know my, my mac and cheese case. Uh, I, how many more shows you'll record if you I were believe, only for 20 hours? I, I believe every, every week, every day, every minute, I'm pretty much tested to the limit of what I can endure. I don't need to. I think you can do more, I think, Phil. yeah, I think if we put you in the village, we could push you a bit harder. Fair enough. Okay, so, well, let's Gypsies go. in England. Yeah, I, I did not like the gypsies. Why not? I just, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't, like, okay, fine. There was, like, the language barrier, obviously. But, I mean, you don't need to unknow a language to understand what's going on. But I was actually legitimately confused. Like, who wanted, who wanted number six there? Or why did they just, it seemed like the lady was very angry. Like, no, 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 I don't want him here. But then she's like, here's some food. Like, I was, it was just a little discon, discombobulated for me. I disjointed. I didn't really. I kind of agree. It was a little bit. It was a little bit, I don't know. Didn't work. Yeah. It worked. Like, it worked, and I followed, and I got it, but I was a little bit like, what is happening yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry, Roma. They do not like to be called gypsies. They like to be called Roma. I got on, got in trouble on the internet once for that. Whoa. Yeah. They're very angry. They're no, 100%. And uh, I, I should have said something about that because I knew that fact. Yeah. But that's what they call them in the episode, right? It's true. When the sixties, they called them gypsies. So I mean, they, the sixties were Please honestly don't steal such, my baby. They were such a racist uh, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's oh very different God. time. But yeah, no, um, I just didn't think it was a strong. I didn't quite get it. I, I mean, I'm sure it was like like you have here in the notes. It was meant to parallel yeah. the village, but at the same time, it was. It was kind of a little unnecessary, in my opinion. Yeah, I, you know. I kind of agree. Go back and directors cut it now. I would take that scene out. Fair enough. Um, so I want to now we we get into London and we meet Mrs. Buttersworth, and so I want to spend time to kind of talk because this is the more interesting part of yeah. the episode. Oh, is, yeah. is, is really her, and obviously she's number two, um, but we don't know that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, you, they, I imagine they've seen, but what, how, you know, meeting her for the first mm-hmm. time. What did you guys? What did you guys think? I mean, for me, it was uh, when when he. His name wasn't on the lease. He owned nothing. Like, he literally lost all his identity. Um, yeah, I just felt that for somehow maybe she was working with whatever agency he was, and he left, so she just got it as a perk. Like, we're going to give you this place in this car. Like, it might have been a perk for him. That was kind of how I read it. From the beginning, I was like, this is kind of sketchy. But I didn't necessarily... I didn't, from the beginning... Again, spoiler. I didn't, from the beginning... Get that she was going to be number two, but as it kind of progressed a little bit, I was like, "What is happening here?" It's a very communist way to look at it. You just handed things. Well, 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 no, no because but, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people that are in spy organizations, get some safe place to live, and you get set. Like a lot of yeah. companies give a company car. Well, I'm just saying that because then, in, in that sense, the village has provided him with. Everything that he needs, it's, you know, and again, we've been making the comparison. Right, so of she was with, provided with the yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, really, really what it did was it set up the fact that who he is in the village was really no different of his life in the the world. You know, yeah. if you want to take it on a, a macro, to, like micro to macro scale, it really is parallel. See, I saw it as that and that in his life before the village, that was still a village mm-hmm. that he was a prisoner of. Absolutely, I, I 100% yeah. agree. But he, but well, then why, um, why didn't he know that? Why didn't he feel that sense? 
Because he's, he's so conditioned. Like this was his yeah. this was his norm. This is what he operates as being like, you know, the base level, the 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 norm for him, and that just felt comfortable. This is his comfort zone where I don't think I don't think he's so far removed that he can recognize it for what it is. Interesting. I understand. Yeah, I mean I agree. I mean, so that, I mean, just, again, these are all like mm-hmm. questions that get brought up. Then mm-hmm. can you really escape the village? I mean, so far, seven episodes deep. Yeah. We've, we've gone as far as we can, but we've never. But, but is escaping how you and I would think escaping is like, yes, people, people seem to escape the village in the sense where they're not as upset with the situation as he is. They escape the, prisoner feeling of the village even though they're still in the village yeah. but escape as in physically being removed from it yeah it hasn't been working out yeah, yeah no that's oh yeah i mean uh you guys so want to talk about you, something no, else no, it's don't like you? you no it's like you and your freaking logic sometimes like i'm just like oh you're no it's oh, true like, like, yeah. that, that, that's exactly kind of um all, all that you know, you're sort of left with in, in that sense yeah. is all you can. Uh, you just have to find a way to transcend the village. You don't really right. escape the village, and, it, and so I think that's. You know, I don't know. I could you say you could fault the prisoner for his lack of ambition in that sense. And that's really what it is. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's it's man versus society. Name, society, yeah, man versus man in a way, man versus Machine nature. It's, it's really all all of those you know tropes of a good story rolled into one. I mean, it's it's really what it comes down to. It is man versus him, his own nature, and he's trying to escape what really is the inevitable of our day to day life. I mean, when you when you look at especially at this point on episode you know, seven, we look at this as a whole is that this is really a great telling of like. You can't escape the day to day, you know, and that's and especially when you think about in context of the 60s where you start seeing like the ticky tacky houses, everyone, you know, in their little compartmental lives and everything. It's it's a really great commentary on life from them. That's still here's a very sad view of it. This is a is a powerful quote. And unfortunately, I don't have it verbatim because I Mm -hmm. wasn't planning on using it. But it. so I'll try to paraphrase the best I can. It's no coincidence that when most people commit suicide with a with a firearm, they mm-hmm. shoot themselves in the head because they're just the slave and the master just can't compete in one's head, and they just want to kill the master. That was a little dark. It was I a little was, dark. I was more thinking wow. as accept the things you can't and change or whatever change that thing. No, but what I'm saying is, wow. what I'm, what I'm, but but here's the point of that though mm. is to say that just that in, no the the point of that is to say in everyday life you know uh, everyday things can have can have life and death meaning mm-hmm. right because everyone always thinks of it like oh you know if i go bungee jumping i could die and no like you know their routine and mundaneness can wear you down and can kill you yeah yeah so. i mean that's it's deep phil yeah. i would i would in my mind would take it in in a little bit more simplistic way of you the only thing you really have power over is the way you react and act in certain situations. Now I'm just worried for you, folks. I know, I feel a little bit like, like you might have do we need to call somebody? Yeah, do we, no, we don't. Do we need to have an after buzz intervention? No, no, okay. I'm good. I'm totally good. Okay. Ugh, mm. Master. Whew. Whew. 
Anyway, moving All right, so on. Yeah. So, um, next, what, what that reappearance scene where he goes back into the uh, the the garage. The garage. It's the reverse order of him leaving in the resignation of the m- opening. It was yeah, and again, I wrote clever. down my numbers when she oh. when she met and he saw the car again, and it was four six one zero three four TZ. I was like, well, four plus six equals ten, and ten number seven, three and four. Like, what's happening with these numbers? Um. I'm going to give you a hint. There's only one number you need to n- care about, and it's at the house. Mm-hmm. Oh! Hint, hint. Yes. Um, but, but, speaking of the house, real fast, this is the only time we've ever heard the prisoner the use his yep. name, give a name, right? Yeah. And um, Peter, it's on my Smith. other Smith. Yeah, Peter, Peter Smith. Smith. Pseudonym, real name. Pseudonym. Yeah. Come on, Peter Come Smith. On. It's like Peter Peter Cottontail. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> generic name. Yeah, I actually googled the name Peter Smith and to see, and there was like mm-hmm. all these different. If you looked in the arts and entertainment, there was like a painter. This is that because I was wondering if that name had some like big spy tied to it, or there was something no. in. And there was a lot of. There wasn't one thing that is stuck it, out. So is it to say that you know because this this whole production is made by every every man films right, and so is it to say that. The the prisoner is every man, and so Peter yes. Smith. It's so common, but at that point, wouldn't you just go John Smith because that's even more common? But that's in America. Yeah, Peter's more yeah British, British. British. Yeah, copy that. Copy. The one thing that's and, and I I I think I'm wrong. Okay, but when they were driving through the village. London thought, or the village? London. Oh, okay. 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 Well, <laughs> London. I thought I saw the Arc de Triomphe, which is actually in Paris. Hmm. Oh, I did not catch. I did not catch. That. When you see that arch, are you? That's sh- not in London. I need to go back and watch. I yeah, and see unless it was like something over. Huh? There's the same one in London. I think there's one big arch in London. There's one big arch in London. Our engineers saying. Oh. Hmm. It looked very, and I don't know if they just took stock footage, yeah. but it looked I'm like arch in London. Yeah, I don't know about an arch. In, I mean, I, I'm, maybe there is one. I've spent my father lived there for like sixteen years, so I've spent some time there, and I've never been to like see the arch there. To be fair, I lived in LA six years, and I haven't been to Griffith Observatory, so no. your well, argument is mute. But you know it's there. No, it's not. Like you know, it's I, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know you that. It, you, you know what it, it like, is. Yeah. Okay. So my argument is our engineer is on this. All right, fair enough. Uh, while we pull up that information, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's let's talk about there's there's a lot of similarities. And by the way, just more and more from um, everything else, the library mm-hmm. that we all talk in is used from uh, the general, which was the episode we ironically just did. Yeah, yeah. So, Ooh. and then uh, okay. So speaking of you know, th- this was the interesting part. Uh, the character Thorpe. Mm-hmm. Is played by the same actor who was number two in. Forgive me if this is a spoiler, but Hammer into An- Anvil. Oh, for a future episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have known that because I didn't see that one yet. Okay. So, um, and again, th- depending on the order, mm-hmm. Hammer can come earlier or yeah. come later. But so, see, if it had come earlier, then there would have been a lot more suspicion on number six's part. Yeah, but then um, you know, here's the tough part without 
from what I remember, and mm-hmm. this is a bit of a spoiler, so maybe tune out for a minute, skip ahead. I'm going to um, plug my ears. <laughs> okay. Um, in Hammer into Ant, no, I don't okay. remember him making a big deal of like, oh, you're number two? Yeah. You know? Or having any sort of anger based off of the events of today's episode. He probably That's just learns to accept it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. End of spoiler. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we, we do, oh, so, and then Did there you was find a, it over there? a cut scene. No? Yeah, I don't oh. think you found that, uh, Arch of London. <laughs> it has a weird name. Though. It has Arch? a weird oh, name. Arc, the Arc de Triomphe oh. in Paris. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally probably wrong, but it stuck out to me, and I was like, wait a minute. We're in London. Like, it just, that it, would be interesting it was just to me, it stuck in. out that I was like, wait a minute, we're in London, but why? I thought that was in Paris. And then I, like, I wrote it down all of a sudden in London, Paris, Art de Trump. And then I looked up the picture of the Art de Trump to make sure. And to me, it looked like the same thing. All right. To now be, go back to be fair, here's what. That's what I'm thinking of. That's Which what, is yeah, that's the Art Paris, de Trump yeah. in Paris. Ha- My argument is not mute. Take it back. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> here's what I want to say. I'll wait for the camera to get on me. Oh, oh. There oh. we go. Um, <laughs> Look at you. No, but it's a good point that you bring up only be, uh, because, you know, as as we're kind of in the library and we're going over these things, like, this is, a, you know, at this point, this is like the 20th location we've been given for the village, right? Yeah. It used to be near Poland, Denmark, Scandinavia. Now it's top of Africa somewhere. Morocco. Like, you know what I mean? And so it just it just keeps changing, like. So well, what but, is true? So I chalk that up as to inconsistencies in the in the scripts. Like, do I, you or yeah. just it? Just nobody knows where the village is. The village is everything. That's what I would have got. The village is everywhere. Village is everywhere. I mean, I'm sure You're that's what they're trying to we're say. In but, the village, but there's also so many different people writing and filling in. And I've seen, you know, we do know there's some there's some inconsistency script wise. I I always at least past Meredith always chalk that up as to oh I don't think like they had like. The, the legs talking to the brain, you know, yeah. sort of situation. But maybe older Meredith might see it a little bit differently. I, to be fair, I mean, um, when Breaking Bad was 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 kind of in mm-hmm. production, um, everyone would ask, like, Vince Gilligan, what did you do when you, you know, when, when you made this or that? And he'd say, that was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Happy accident. Happy yeah. mistake. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's like, you know, many to, happy accidents. To be fair, I think uh, people always chalk it up. Oh, it's just an accident. But I think mm-hmm. you also gotta know that you're looking for these things, so that way when they present themselves to you, you're like, oh, great. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. You put yourself in that situation. Um, all right. So all in all, then we're back at the village, and the prisoner is he gets his cake and it's got six candles on it. So six. So she she was right. She gave him yeah. She gave him his cake. She, she got he did. He got his birthday cake. Them. God, that was like that was such a good little like dig. Like here's that nail in the coffin sort of thing. Like you thought you had it again. You were so close, and you were being screwed with the entire time. But it was crazy too because you actually, to me, this unfolded how much of a bigger play it was mm-hmm. to get this specific man out of quote unquote society because of some information. He might like the elaborate plan and the elaborate things that the government might go yeah. through to keep something 
tucked under the blanket. Well, and if you notice, not once in this episode did they actually try to extract information from him. Like, they were like, oh, tell us about the village. I don't know about this thing. Like, he, like, kind of was going... Like, I guess if, if they got the information of stuff they already knew, but there was no, like, oh, tell me about why you left. It seemed like an elaborate setup just to screw with him. Like, happy birthday, here's a surprise. <laughs> like, that's what it was for me. That's well, a good way of looking it was, at it. For me, it was, it was similar mm-hmm. to that, but it was... We're gonna use you. We're gonna utilize and use you to think. I mean, like it was pretty elaborate going yeah. and taking him in a plane to go find it and figuring out the knots and how long he was at sea to figure out the miles and the direction. Like they went completely through a lot of different scenarios to figure out where this village might be for him, even though clearly they knew where it was and knew that they were gonna eject poor number six out of the plane. Though it wasn't very nice. It's an interesting thing, like, so from, you know, taking taking a step into the world, and, and if I were part of the, you know, uh, intelligence, intelligence agency there, running him through the scenario and seeing how he responds to that would be a good way for me to gauge how, he, like, maybe he has just saying he, he quit for the right, like, for his reasons. Because if a man who's been through everything he has up until this point is willing to reaccount all this other terrible stuff, but he's still not willing to be like, oh, well, I left the government because of this. I, it really speaks of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's going to change anything, but it, it, to me, it, it, it was a really great elaborate setup. Yeah, I mean, you certainly mo- learn more about people through their actions than their words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is Phil. very interesting for the fact that what there were no that words. that mean, <laughs> not, Nothing. I, that's a... That's a <laughs> Dig right there. Oh, oh no, I was just making fun of you. All right. With your little gun talk earlier. Oh my god. That's not <laughs> Don't misinterpret that. That's not oh, what I meant. I'm kidding. Don't misinterpret that. I'm I am just, I am a perfectly fine. Good. Human being. I, I just I just think given recent world events, we're a little on edge about things, you know. No, I understand but here's part of it is uh, to you know, because the prisoner opens up to more discussion. So uh, if I may, real fast I think part of it is we're so scared to have these conversations and to have actual meaningful conversations that, you know, that that's why people feel like they don't have an outlet. And so, you know what? I don't mind talking about those things. And, and you know, I, I've always been very open with people in that way. And that's why people, when they're having issues, they, they can come to me and we try to deal with them. And, I you know, I may not be the right person for it, but sometimes just even listening helps. Yeah. Right. So there you go. No, no that's I- true. Oh, I just I was just um, brain. I agree a lot with you. There are a lot of you know don't talk about it things in mm-hmm. this world back then it seems and today that I mean people need to be okay with talking about and not taking words to extremes but actually just listening. I feel like you nailed it on the head. Like so many people, what lacks in this world is people don't listen. They talk and it's like you hear one or two things that you can associate with and then you comment on that before even hearing the whole thing that people are trying to say. That's I wasn't it. really listening, but it sounded know. good. Just kidding. Uh, I'm just, just kidding. What a jerk. Um, I, I, he almost dropped the D-bomb for him. What, what do you guys <laughs> think of, um, in the in the original script, um, there was a lot more to him in the village. And one of the things, he goes back in the hospital and he frees the rats, but they don't run. They don't run. They don't. Similar to when he, in, in Free For All, when he, you know, was like, escape, run. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ice cream? Ice, ice cream. cream? Ice cream. It, it, it's, I mean, it just, it's, it is like, I, I don't want to, there's not a lot of meaning to read into it because it's pretty, it is what surface. it is. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I think there's, a, there's, I mean, then go deep. Yeah, I want to hear. 
it's kind of just like how the government is today. Like people are so people complain and they do stuff and they don't like stuff, but when it comes to giving up their their what's the word I'm their convenience, mm-hmm. they don't want to do anything about it. So they're not going to run. They're not going to like even like you know as simple as this water issue we have in California right now. People are complaining about it, but how many people's yards do you see that are brown? How many people don't do the necessary thing? Like, if something is going to disrupt your convenience and your plan, and in the village, everything has become very convenient to everybody. So run away from that and actually have to do it on your own or make the money again to get the ice cream or do X, Y, Z. People get comfortable in this situation where things are taking care of them. I mean, even if you go to, you know, welfare and this and that, like these people get comfortable with getting this sort of handout, so to speak, even if it's not in the realm of world that they want to be in, it's easier. Well, and I think that's what the the thing with the mice was to kind of show is that they are so conditioned to have this life that they're they're not going to leave. Like this is mm-hmm. all they know. And they don't like, want why, to Yeah, leave. they don't want to leave. Yeah, because yeah. they get their little cheese. And mm-hmm. they get their- right. And like- yeah, which is clearly from the outside, we see that this village might not be the best situation for them. But from the inside, they're like, man, I'm getting taken care of. Why? Yeah. So is it, is it like uh, Plato's allegory of the cave where, you know, the only reason to go back mm-hmm. in the cave is to bring people out. But in this case, no one is listening. Yeah, no one. Why? I mean, if. If you live in a society in which everything is provided for you on a truly equal level, so unlike communism, um, why, you know, why leave? Like, it's it's the perfect utopia. You don't have to work. I mean, they have jobs, but they work, I think, mainly because they're bored. But right. they don't have to work for food. They don't have to work for shelter. That's all provided for them. They have time to play, time to relax, time to nap. You know? But the only thing about that, that as you're saying, it's all provided. That what, what gets lost in that meaning is like, okay... Who is providing it, right? Yeah. And so ultimately, like, you have to ban... I'm fine with, like, a perfect utopia, understanding Mm -hmm. that everyone pulls their weight equally. It's not just like, okay, this magical elf in the middle of the night is going to stitch your clothes. But But that would never happen. Yeah, this is different, though. This is a a government not necessarily providing for people, but creating a... I mean, you know, it's it's a camp. It's uh, kind of like the military. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what's a fun story, you guys? should read and this includes you you guys at home um the ones who walk away from omalas it's a fun little it's like three pages long really short story um ursula Guin, i think is the author but yeah the ones who walk away from omalas it's really right. fun but depressing story oh sweet i, I mm. love those as you can see there's Clearly. a pattern yeah let me so. give you a hug <laughs> <laughs> so well there you go um yeah. i mean I honestly don't know what else to really talk about this this episode. I mean, we, one of the things that we could do, right, we haven't really mm-hmm. gotten a chance to fully do, is talk about some things we've missed from past episodes and whatever else. So um, if, you, if we want to take kind of a minute to do that, some fun trivia stuff. Um, there, there's the original seven episodes that were always supposed to be written for The Prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were 10 that were added on, you know, uh, I forget if we fully talked about like the contract negotiations and how many episodes, I believe in episode one, we really yeah. dove into that. But, um, the last 10 were outlined in, in, in two days. Over a weekend, right? Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. 
Sometimes yep. really good things come from that. And if you're if you're pressured, not pressured, but I guess pressured into doing it all in two days, you can see a lot easier how things can cross over and tie back into each other. And you can keep the, you know, you can create this atmosphere where we're questioning so many things like, was that coincidence or was that planned? Well, and, and, and something I'm excited to kind of rewatch, you know, years and years later now is the how much acting like the acting is going to differ because I have this weird vague memory of a lot more being almost improvised where they weren't working directly off script where I remember like the the others being a bit more loose episodes so I'm really curious to like go back right. and rewatch this with like that in mind um for the most part I mean they they stick overall to the script yeah. um only because it's so specific to how it needs to be worded. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll change, like, general, kernel. Uh, sometimes huh. there's various things that yeah. they've changed. And I've tried to keep you guys as much in the loop on, on the script changes. Oh, yeah. But I'm not reading. I'm, I, I'm, I'm reading scripts, con- like, coinciding with the episode. I'm trying yeah. not to skip ahead because otherwise, like, we're talking about this off air that if I read or watch something before, I'll start talking about that. So I have to do it week by week. Otherwise, we'll be way down the line. Absolutely. Um, and... I th- this might have been mentioned one, once upon a time, but um, this was shot on 35 millimeter film um, in color, and it was one of the very first kind of TV shows to really do that because of the U.S. appeal. And I like that because obviously it's been able to transcend time. Mm-hmm. It would have been good, black and white, but this just puts it on a different yeah, level. Yeah, well, because watching Danger Man in, in black and white is a little like we're not used to that sort of stuff, so it definitely pulls you out of time, but the coloring helps. You know what I just can't get out of my head for the past, like, three minutes of this show? Huh. Why is there not a prisoner movie? You know, it, it, you, you want to... Let's open up that... We yeah. have some time. Let's open yeah. up that can of worms. That's interesting because Hollywood reboots everything right and this is this is something where there's a lot of back and forth there's a lot of crossover so a lot of stuff can kind of be cut out that doesn't pertain to the actual story or the actual message that's being that they're trying to portray so i feel as if they could really make this into a nice like two hour yeah two hour ten minute here's so here's the history right so obviously amc AMC Mm -hmm. redid it as a tv show Failed. Failed, yeah. Failed. It, there was no... You can't dance around that. It was terrible. Failed. It right. was absolutely terrible. I didn't um, now, however, back in 2009, Christopher Nolan was going to do this movie. Come on! Come on. Hey, hey. Well, and I've wanted that See, since. I, I used to follow oh. the news of that. Oh, I just got oh chill. I was like, is there a daily update for this? Like... Let me check back. But in. Let's Let me not check have back. DiCaprio as number six. I'm just gonna... I know, I know Nolan likes Ooh. to pull from his pool, but... Tom but, Hardy, you know, here's Hardy and, and, but I don't know who owns the rights. Yeah. Nolan's not. I Nolan's not British. No, Nolan is British, and so this story has appealed to him. I think mm-hmm. for a two-hour movie, literally, right in terms of the setups, I think he would be the perfect director. And you set up. Okay, the question is, who's number one, right? And yeah. So that becomes the thing, and then that's the. And now, in present all. day, the way that. All of these situations tie into yeah. what politics and government was then, but they also tie into it, what government and politics are now. So to have that crossover... You can easily lift it from the time period, set it in modern day times with the right. same exact themes and messages going through, just with more updated And it would events. actually be more powerful because yeah. of the things that are happening now. Here's what I w- we need to start like a hashtag, prisoner yeah. movie. Hashtag Done. prisoner movie. Yeah, we want. We want. Does Christopher Nolan have a Twitter? I don't know. But hashtag I don't know. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. 
Well, uh, well, and we'll also add his brother because we know he'll write it. So, of course, Jonathan. But you know, I mean, one of the things that, I, if there was a movie, I would want um, a lot of the themes as you guys are saying, mm-hmm. but I don't need the same situations. No. And that's why Christopher Nolan would be great, is because he twists it on its head. Exactly. Yeah. That's not, like we don't. There's a lot that can be cut out, mm-hmm. and these messages can be gotten across very powerfully. I, yeah, and I, I think you just take you take the spirit. Yeah, you, you don't take the need questions the storylines. You don't yeah. need the, any of the same storylines other than you need the the setup that he was a spy yeah. who resigned. Like you, you know, you kind of yeah. need that. Do we need Rover? We do. We. I mean, he's just so symbolic, but yeah. we probably don't. Yeah, but I mean, you could update. I mean, think. Imagine, how, like, you can have drones, you know? Yeah, or, or you could have something that comes yeah. and gets you, or something that malfunctions mm-hmm. if you get out of a certain perimeter. Oh, this could be a I sick know. movie. God, could you imagine how they would handle a lot of like the 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 brain my words? How do words work today? A lot of, like the uh, experiments that they put on him. Like you know, when you when you look at. Um, the one Christopher Nolan, like in the mind movie, where I'm Inception. Like, Inception. Yeah. Imagine using like shots like that with, you know, going oh. all the super trippy stuff. It would be so My brain good. is not working today. I think it would be <sighs> so, like, I'm so excited. Hey, I've been campaigning for yeah. years. So there we go. Okay. And right. I actually, I want to hear from you guys who watch the show. Uh, tweet at us at AfterBuzz TV and let us know who you would want fan casted. Yeah, you can this. use the hashtag ABTV yeah. Prisoner. Mm-hmm. And Darn we right. will um, try and get this happening. We got yeah. 10 more episodes to make this happen. And by the way, if anyone <laughs> is an insider and that knows who, who, um, who owns the script rights, who mm-hmm. owns the rights in general and whatever, like, I, you know, we can try to make something happen. I can't. I can't say that, hey, we're going to get Christopher Nolan to do a movie, but you know what? I can try to push things in the right direction. Hey, man. I I wouldn't say no to that. a dollar in a dream. Yeah. If I I was a a multi-million dollar producer, I would sink money into that. I'm just just saying. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that there's fans 45... The Mm -hmm. fact that we're here 45 years later wanting to discuss this, the fact that there's people listening that want to discuss this... I would take a 50th anniversary movie. Yeah. Like, you know what I I mean? That's not being selfish at all. That gives it enough time. And think about older shows that have been successful face-off. When they, I mean, I love the Face Off right. movie. They did a great job. I mean, it's 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 a ripe storyline, yeah. and it's not rebooting things that happened two years ago. It's so funny. Last night I watched um, Nightcrawler for the first time. Oh, so all, uh, it was Jake Gyllenhaal was amazing. So I feel like he should at some point in time be a number two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was. You have to watch it. It was. I really. I need to. Yeah. Awesome. I, I hear it's like my old life. So, in terms of reporting and. I Stringers. There you I go. Hope so we need right. a number. So just uh, just to play the fun yeah. game along with us, we need a number six. We need let's let, let's for the sake of mm-hmm. discussion, we'll have four. We'll have four <laughs> number twos. Uh, we need a couple uh, female leads. Yeah. You know, let's say it's number twelve, number fourteen, number twenty-eight, number uh, forty-six. Yeah, uh, me and Meredith could somehow go in there. Yeah, we need um, we need the 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 general. We need the general. Mm-hmm. We need a colonel. Yeah. Um, professor. Professor. Uh, Phil, you can be the professor. Yeah. We need some strange doctor. Oh, that's Doctors. that's more. Your yeah. Role. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go. and we need we need number two's assistant. Oh, we need the butler. Yeah, we need the butler. Of course, we gotta have the butler. Mm-hmm. Gotta have the butler. Um. So there you have. That's it. super fun. Yeah. There you go. Let us know. And uh, I'm we'll, glad I said I that. Know. I was like sitting on it for yeah. a couple minutes, and I was like, why? That's that's. 
I've I've been dying. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, many happy returns. This was a much much happy show. We I know we took a week off, but um, thank you guys for doing that. I was out of town last week and I couldn't change it, so I appreciate the pause. Yeah. That's right. And next week we will be doing Dance of the Dead, mm-hmm. which yeah we will have Curtis Armstrong who plays Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Yay! <laughs> I kind of want to pick my nose with him. <laughs> it's my favorite pastime. Yes, he does. He does a lot of stuff. Like he's Metatron on Supernatural. Like, yeah, you know, I'm really, really excited. It'll be fun. And, and mm. uh, one of the reasons he's coming on is because he he's been here a bunch of times at AfterBuzz TV, and he saw the prisoner on our on our board. And yeah. He's like, I want in. I want in. So, I'm actually kind of shocked how many of my friends are like, "Wait, you do the, the prisoner like the old sixty show?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "You you like that?" I'm like, "Yeah." Come be on. <laughs> Come on, my weird actor friends. Come join me. <laughs> That's right. All right. Next week, Dance of the Dead. We'll see you here. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for being mm-hmm. here. Um, we appreciate it. Um, if there's anything deeper to this episode that you thought is there, let us know. Uh, we try to go as deep as we could, but, you know, for the most part, it is what it was. Yep. That's true. So, all right. One more time. Put yourself over, Steph Z. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. I would love to hear from you guys. And come find me at M-P-L-A-C-K-O on Instagram and Twitter as well. That's right. And tune in to uh, to see Meredith on the Popcorn Talk Network for Marvel Movie News. And Steph Z and I do Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here on AfterBuzz TV. Woo! Oh. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Be seeing you. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.